Hi guys, welcome back to this episode of Murder Blows. You've clicked on a special episode. This week we're playing a game. I think when everyone thinks about maybe uh, the first true crime story they've ever heard or um, maybe the most popular one, kind of the staple, you may think of John Benet Ramsey. And then you remember being a kid and being in the grocery store, standing in line with your mom or your dad and seeing John Benet Ramsey's face on every magazine for like the first 15 years of your life because that's how I felt. Uh, today we're playing a game that is called How Well Does Murder Blows Know the John Benet Ramsey Case? Uh, Sasha here has prepared a couple of questions for us and she basically quizzes Cody and I to see how much we know about the John Benet Ramsey case and I learned some things. <laughs> I learned quite a few things. Uh, it's very interesting, and if you think you know them all, let us know how you did. Uh, I'm here with Sasha. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Violet couldn't make this episode, but that's a-okay. I think it may be like the first or second one she's ever missed. And Cody's here for most of it. Yeah, hang out with us. Enjoy the episode. cold is it up there Maisie uh today was like the first like super chilly day and it was like 45 what oh. yeah <laughs> oh it was we're in tennis 21 and it yesterday. was 12 degrees last night 12 yeah <sighs> yeah it's so normally this time of year though it is a lot worse which makes me scared for early next year because I feel like that's when the sky's gonna open up Oh, yeah. But uh, we'll get to it. You guys will probably have sun in February, and I'll be like, I'm dying. So Yes, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll accept it. I don't mind it being cold, though, besides the whole climate crisis. Please refer to our last episode. <laughs> um, it's kind of fun. Like, I said it then, I'll say it again. I hope it snows a whole fucking bunch. Yeah. Uh, I like snow if I don't have to be out in it. Then it's really pretty. Same. That's how I feel. Ooh, here's a topic for discussion. Yes. Have you guys heard of the OK Boomer thing? Yes. yes. This headline has me tickled. Uh, is OK Boomer the new N-word? Or are millennials still destroying everything? Oh my god. I love it. I hate it. I feel like I, okay. I, Who said that? <laughs> I uh, am a little bit older than a millennial. Like I still fall in that category in some discussions, depending on what they're talking about. Like back in my day, college was still semi-affordable. <laughs> but not at the age you went to college. I didn't go to college. But if you would have. Oh. Oh. I'm it's so not the year you were born like, that college was affordable, because it right. probably was. Right. 
I mean, it's still like now I can go because Tennessee is an awesome state, which is crazy because it's a Republican state, but we have free college if you do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't know how I, I don't even know. I just, okay, here's my deal. I moved, when I moved out, I was 18. The year was 2002. I had just graduated high school. I was on my own. My rent was $500 for a brand new two bedroom, two floors apartment. Damn. Um, Jealous. Yeah. yeah. In Sevierville, um, me and my friend we shared a car. We shared a car insurance. We shared the electric, the water, the rent. Our cell phone bills were like $48 because it was back before internet cell phones. Mm-hmm. It was like the old Nokia, you know, yeah, it didn't break. And that was it. Like, there was nothing else. There was no internet at the time to pay. Um, you, you didn't have to have internet to survive. Um, we didn't have, we lived without cable. Um, we just read a movie sometimes. Actually, we went to Walmart and we would buy like the old VHSs. Because at the time, Walmart still carried VHSs in 2002, but they were like $5. So we had a VCR and a DVD player, and we would just buy like like Julia Styles, like Down to You, and movies oh, like that. Yes. Julia <laughs> Styles is my girl. One last, is it Last Dance? One Last Dance? Yes. Save the Last Step, Dance. Save the Last Dance. Ooh. Yeah. I still that, have all those. What is the movie equivalent of a bop? Mm. A, a, a box office hit <laughs> I don't know <laughs> mm. That implies it was popular I don't think Save the Last Dance got there I loved it so much I had that on I had a, like a walk to remember And all these sappy movies Um, But yeah I mean we We both had part time jobs Because we had just graduated high school So nobody like wait uh, My friend was third key at Claire's But she would think was still part time And I was working at like guest part time and we were able to, like, afford our bills and then have some money left over. Like, I was able to save money. Now, I couldn't do that. I couldn't move out and live in an apartment, pay all my bills, and have money left over. Like, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people do it now. So, I'm never going to be like, oh, I did it, so you can do it. because. Even, see, 2019 minus 2017 years later, impossible. <laughs> like, so I don't know how people sit at age 50 and then like, well, I do it. So you should be able to do it. No, no, no. Like, it is not the same. It is not. I nothing, did it in 2002. Th- it is not possible now. Well, nothing about the argument is like, none of the situations are comparable between what they've been through and what we've been through and what are we're currently going through and what they went through at our age. Like time, everything has changed so, so much. So the much. fact that someone thinks that they can just compare and be like, Oh, everyone's just lazy. It just, no. it doesn't make any, it makes no sense. 
No, no, no. And it, it's not laziness. Like people are working two and three jobs and barely making ends meet. And they're stuck where they are because in order to move somewhere, you need first month, last month security deposit. And you better not have any dogs or kids. Like <laughs> dogs or kids. <laughs> yeah. And if you want a mortgage, like nobody knows how to get decent credit and you can't get decent credit. No. Like, so you can't buy a house, even though it's cheaper to buy a house than it is to rent somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely insane. I just don't, I would never be like, well, I did it. You can do it. Like, it is not the same. It's not. Also, we've talked about this before, but like the public school system really failed our generation. I can't, oh, I yeah. don't know what it is doing now, but, um, or what it any, did before. <laughs> uh, anything you think that you could use in any real life situation, we learned from watching other people we learned from tv right like it just, like nothing i i can't think of a single thing that i was like oh yeah i learned that in high school i think everything that i've needed to know that's been of importance i've researched on the internet photosynthesis yeah. mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell <laughs> jeopardy it comes in it comes in handy when playing jeopardy okay um <laughs> okay I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Um I, that's why like my friends are like, I don't know how to do my taxes. And I was like, in college I took a corporate tax class and in that class they taught us how to do our own taxes. Right. Because we were a bunch of twenty two year olds going, like, I don't understand right. what this shit is. And so I'm like, Do you want me to help you with your taxes? Do you want me to talk about stuff like today I talked about that when I move I pack my books in my rolling suitcase. Right. Because that way you don't have to lift them. Right. Genius. And people were surprised by that. And I was like, I definitely Googled packing tips. Oh, and no. Like when I moved to Tennessee, I Googled what jobs were available, how much they paid. I Googled like what hours were available. And then I did the math and like prepared myself for like how much money I was going to have to use for bills, how much money I was going to have to use for food, how much money and like figured out how much I would need to work and did all of that in advance. And that's when the internet was like barely a thing. Like, oh, sweet baby internet. Still missing LCQ and messenger, AOL messenger. Um, But yeah, I mean, and now I'm like, oh, I want to put taillights in my car. So I'm just going to use YouTube for that. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Bless YouTube. Oh, bless I hope YouTube. they get their monetization thing figured the Me fuck too. out. Um, Me too. But you know what another thing is? <clears throat> oh, man. I could lead into two different things. I love <laughs> this. I love this so much. Another thing they don't teach you in school, literally, though, is how to take care of your face, skin, your hair, your nails. They just kind of assume that you will exist. Well, it turns out we're supposed to be doing things like moisturizing our face <laughs> and combing our hair and scrubbing our exfoliating. Like, you're supposed to be taking care of yourself. Uh, and luckily, Blank Slate Labs and Arcadian Grooming paired companies mm. help us out with their knowledge. And you know what? They're doing it with ingredients that you can pronounce, like that you don't need a college degree to understand. Like, I know what brown sugar is. I know what coffee is. I know what aloe vera is. And it's great to know that those things are cleaning, 
or moisturizing or exfoliating my skin per the instructions and their intended use. <laughs> For example, yes. the banana face wash. Oh, bless. I got it and I was like, this doesn't suds up. I'm really concerned that it's doing any kind of cleaning. But you know what? Not only is it cleaning, I haven't been broken out in probably two months since Whoa. I started using it. Like, I still get like, a is it? You know what? No, I didn't. I didn't this last Shark Week. Insane. Shark. I love it. It's great. It smells of the earth. It cleans my face and it doesn't like dry it out. So my moisturizer which I use the Arcadian Conditioning Cream, uh, which is for your beard and the skin under your beard, but I've got under beard skin everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's just like everything is moisturized and happy. So get you some products. Get your friends some products and stuff their stockings. You have a white elephant or a, is it Dirty Santa? Is that what yeah, they call it? that's a thing. Uh, or a Secret Santa present thing that you need to do at your stupid office because corporate office parties are a thing uh buy them some blank slate labs or arcadian grooming materials uh you can even get one of each so that way you can just introduce them to the best parts of each world and when you do that head over to their websites and use the code murder blows one word no spaces all over case uh to get yourself 15 percent off so that's blank slate labs.com or at blank slate labs on instagram and arcadian grooming.com or at Arcadian Official on Instagram. Tight. I'm literally going to count the number of gifts I need to buy this year and just buy that many items. That's such a then, great plan. The only thing I need is like kids' gifts, and I don't know. Maybe I want chopstick. Excellent. I can always help you with that. Well, I don't want to spend much money on it. You can always hope with that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I, excellent. I stand by my statement. Anything Please. cool happen to you guys' lives? Um, I've been shopping on Poshmark and saving a lot of money. That's oh. You should also check out Depop. I find it to be more trendy. Oh. <laughs> Which oh. might not be your thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like, I I have a problem, like, I like shopping at places like the, Buc the Buckle and Victoria's Secret, okay? Well, I don't need to shop at those places now because I I don't wear clothes out a lot. Um, and when I do, I <laughs> When I go out, I'm naked. <laughs> I wear nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I resort to sweatpants. And so all my sweatpants are shot because I've painted in them. So they have paint all over them. So I ha can't spend $50 on a pair of like Victoria's Secret pink sweatpants, but they're the most comfy ones and they last forever. I've been trying to go to like Ross or whatever and buy $10 sweatpants and they literally give out in less than a year. So I'm like, I'll get on Poshmark. And I found like used Victoria's Secret sweatpants for like under $10. So now... Like, they're comfortable. They fit me right. If I get paint on them, it's okay because they were $10. And they're going to last me years. So, then my boots that I went to put on this winter had a giant hole in them. And the first day I wore them out, my feet got soaked. So, I was like, all right. I, I'm really sick of my feet being cold in the winter. I've never been a fan of Uggs because I don't like how they look. But 
my friend had a pair and I wore them once and they were warm. That's all I'm going for. <laughs> so I got on Poshmark and they had this lady was selling a pair of Uggs for $13. And I was like, these are going to be warm as hell and all fucked up. But I don't care. I'm just taking the dog out to shit in them. It'll be all right. Well, I get them and there's like fucking nothing wrong with them. And they're warm as hell. And I'm like, great. Now I need another pair that I can wear out in the yard. <laughs> so now no, I, I want two pairs of Uggs. I'm going to show you these. They look like Francis, my cat. I love this. Can you see them? Oh, they do look wow. like Francis. They're like Francis. They're like really fuzzy. My feet have not been cold all day and they were only $22. Take that. Dang. And when you buy other people's clothes that are pre-worn, you're not leaving a big of a carbon footprint on the world because you're recycling. There you go. That's the winner. That's my girl. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Amazing. So that's Did my you rant. That? So I'll stop now. Oh, and I got this Legend of Zelda shirt too. And I've never seen it anywhere else. Oh. Did you know that Portland is the thrift, the thriftiest city in the States? I believe it. Uh, but it's kind of a scam because... Uh, okay, so there's like... I live... <laughs> Here's my address. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Portland is split between, uh, by a river called the Willamette, and it's split uh, east and west. And I live on the east side. And on the east side, I can think of about maybe like six Goodwills. And they're all, like, it just, it's so crazy how much it depends on the neighborhood but some of them are very pricey. And then even mm. like the little mom and pop thrift stores, there's one street called Hawthorne that has at least like 12 vintage slash thrift stores on one strip. And I mean, it's, it's so expensive though to even go thrifting. So there's a couple of, you know, hidden gems here, but I won't tell those secrets. Those are not my secrets to tell. <laughs> well, like, our Goodwill is, like, literally junk clothes, and they still want $3 for a t-shirt with stains on it. So, I would <laughs> rather get on Poshmark, and, like, I think I got a hoodie, including shipping, for, like, it was, like, $11 with shipping. Like, seriously, that's amazing. Yeah. Love it. Like, I had these Rocker Revival jeans from Buckle um, that I paid $150 for whenever I worked in retail a long time ago and had extra money to spend and had to look good when I was working and not like a homeless person. And um, so I had these jeans. And, of course, they're like a size 24 and don't fit me anymore. But I love them. So I put my old ones on Poshmark and bought new ones. And I literally bought a whole outfit on Poshmark cheaper than just the jeans in the retail store. And it's all pre-owned, so I'm not contributing to waste and factory sweatshop stuff. Don't even much. get me started on jeans. Yeah. That's a whole nother... Th oh. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <sighs> Uh, that's my advice in my like all in one my advice is don't wear jeans I hate jeans I hate I, jeans so much oh, I like jeans I have 
I have pairs that I wear to work because they get dirty because I work in coffee, and then I have jeans that I wear out. And I don't know. Like, I've never been really, like, a dress or skirty type person. I wanted to be. But, yeah. You always just just get yourself a nice, sturdy pair of jeans. <laughs> Not sponsored by jeans. <laughs> or or uh, Poshmark. But Poshmark, if you want to reach out to us. Hey, I'm Hi. at your service. Right. It doesn't matter to me. You got breached not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Whose password and credit card information do you need? Right. Anyway, it doesn't that's matter to me. I do sell clothes on Depop, um, mostly because I feel very guilty about <laughs> my spending habits. Same. And, yeah. <laughs> um. So I always sell things I don't use anymore, and then one really cool thing that you can use Depop and Poshmark for is buying stuff from brands you like that don't have a good ethical presence. Mm. There is a company, not to be named, that has done some really shitty stuff oh. with like. Uh, a model that was disabled, like they extended an offer to her to model their clothes and found out she was disabled and revoked it and like lied <gasps> about it. Yeah. Trash, trash. You can tell me who that was later. Yeah, please message us that so I don't contribute. I mean, it's one of those things. And then uh, they also like the a lot of the clothing is based off of like sex worker trends. Um, which is kind of cool. It's kind of sexy, right? Some of this stuff is like definitely very risque. That's just like the brand's thing. But they like publicly denounce sex workers on the internet. So oh, it's like, yeah. You can't have the best of both worlds, my friend. Wow. So I just buy their stuff secondhand. So I'm not contributing to the problem, but I get to wear it. <laughs> That's there a good go. idea. Very good. And you're helping somebody else. Like, there's a lot of people that I was. Um, reading this one lady's profile and like she said she was disabled and this was her only source of income and so you're supporting people that maybe are in college and need some extra money and they're unloading their old clothes or like me I didn't want to spend money that I didn't have on clothes that but I had these jeans that don't fit me that I can't wear so I'm like well somebody else can wear these and I can get the same exact jeans and they'll actually fit me and they'll be comfortable and I'll want to wear them and I won't be just hoarding clothes that I'm not wearing um so it really it helps people out you know yeah the thrift shop of the future (laughs) it is just stick it i just like the of the future i love how this is going to take a half hour but we keep talking because we love each other yes i am like depressed about ending this but <laughs> do you guys want to know what I have prepared for you today? Yes. All right. I was like a little bit sad because a lot of times the only news about international cases that makes it to U.S. shores are very popular cases. So a lot of the times I'm like sifting through the heavy hitters so I don't do something that's already been done a million times or that I wouldn't give justice um, and I just thought about how sad it was that we will never be able to do as a as a team like really big cases such as Jean Benet Ramsey. Oh no! No, that was my other idea for my last podcast. I was gonna do big cases and just ask you guys as general opinions on them. Oh, I've got one better. 
This is called not better than your idea. That sounded real shit. No, 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 no. I'm I'm cool with it. This is weird. You're <laughs> thinking on the same page. <laughs> I love it. Um, and this is called How Much Does Murder Blows Know? Truly know about the murder of Jean Benet Ramsey. Oh, I'm already. <laughs> Me too. Me um, too. That's so weird because I was gonna do Casey Anthony and Jean Benet ooh, and like something oh. else and just be like, hey, let's talk about these in general. Like we all know the gritty details, but what do you all think? Okay. Um, so this yes. is perfect. <laughs> uh do Cody and I need to say I solemnly swear not to Google anything. I'm oh, not. Yeah. Please I am backing Google. up my phone right now. So some of these I I did a series of like give me's and a lot of like little weird tidbits right because i think i've seen at least what happened was i was like i don't remember everything about jean benet ramsey am i a true true crime fan Mm -hmm. and then when i looked at the story again i was like oh yeah oh yeah i remember all of this oh (laughs) so many details um so i've like watched way too many documentaries on this and i remember it happening as a kid i believe i'm only like six months older than her okay so Whenever it happened, I remember being a little kid. I was a little kid. I was in the grocery store. This is ignorant as hell, but it's kind of not. And I remember saying to my mom, I was like, why is that little girl all over the magazines? If it would have been like a poor kid that would have got murdered, it wouldn't even be on these magazine covers. Oh, 100%. And that's ignorant because I don't want to take away from her story, but it was on like people. It was on us. It was on the cover of every single magazine because there wasn't internet then. And so it was plastered everywhere in the grocery store, everywhere you went. But, you know, what about the other children that have gotten murdered that haven't gotten any news media at all? So let's keep them in mind during this too. Absolutely. I lied. I'm four months older than she is. That's crazy. <laughs> what did you say at first? Six months younger. Oh, I thought you said five minutes. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, that would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, so the, I think this was like the case that really kind of introduced, maybe not introduced media coverage to the, I, I'm going to say like the Americas because like, I don't know what the rest of the world was doing with true crime. They don't seem to have the same obsession with true crime that we do, um, except for certain podcasts, which is great. Um, maybe they do, and I just don't know about it. If you're in another country and you love true crime, like give us a tweet at Murder Blows and just like be like, my country does this with true crime because this is a very weird kind of new obsession for America in the way that it's blown up and it's kind of limited to like women between like the ages of 15 and 50 like yes dateline was a thing 48 hours was a thing stuff like this but like this podcast explosion of true crime and these docuseries that we're getting on netflix it's like very new very specific so very curious on yeah, what true crime is. this shit forever so i'm like kind of like what yeah <laughs> unsolved mysteries that was a thing in the late 80s like yeah it, i get it but anyway we're morbidly obsessed with true crime Um, I think this was the first time the media really dramatized a situation that was, like, very unsolved. Um, I just remember, like, "Mm, but who did it? Like, very frequently on the TV. So, um, let us see what we know about 
the murder of Jean-Benet Ramsey. Your first question. <laughs> typically, I'll have you like ding-dong, but there's only two of you, so kill it um, the way you need to. Okay. Um, so on what day of the year, you don't have to get the year right, but if you do, bonus points. Uh, on what day of the year did she die? Christmas Eve. <laughs> Oh, we're saying, okay, we're saying it? Okay. <laughs> I just made a noise. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Cody wasn't right. Um, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. <laughs> wasn't it Christmas morning, but like her parents, was it Christmas Eve her parents went to the New Year's Eve part or Christmas Eve party, or was it Christmas Day? They went Christmas Eve. Okay. The autopsy revealed she had died christmas day she wasn't found until the day after and it was early in the morning on christmas day that she was murdered yes okay which i've read so many articles about it and there wasn't like any like this is what the family was doing that day i would be very curious you know what i mean about like the only thing they say i won't say actually because i think that might be a question later <laughs> um I'll, I'll tell you at the end remind me okay 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 <clears throat> Question number two. True Wait, or false? Are we making a noise or are we just saying it? I think you can just shout it. Just okay. shout it. It's just only two of you. Okay. Uh, true or false? Uh, John Bonet Ramsey's middle name was Nicole. False? I'm going to say true. It is false. Mm. She was named John Bonet after her father's first and middle name, and Patricia was her middle name after her mom's first name. Patty. She went by Patsy. Yes. Right. You have to get the city and the state. Uh, where was John Benet Ramsey born? Oh, like Denver, Colorado? It's too easy. Nope. I don't remember. Was it somewhere in Utah? Nope. Nebraska? Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. I thought that was very interesting. They live kind of close to there. Okay. Interesting. I, they ended up, after the questioning and stuff, they went back to their summer home in somewhere in the Northeast, and then they finally just, like, moved back to Atlanta without, like, ever going back to the house. I thought that was interesting in myself. And to color my commentary on this, like, I'm definitely a family member, murder her believer, so. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I said Christmas Eve, because her parents went to that Christmas party, mm-hmm. and I just think that something happened, like, after that, or before that, or during that. Yeah. Who knows? No, the, the world will not, but who knows? All right. What was her little brother, or her big brother's name? Burke. Burke. Burke it is. Burke it is. Um, Aiden. Jean Bonnet Ramsey was a very famous beauty pageant queen, Victor. Which of these titles did she not win? So is it one, the International Tiny Miss Beauty, number two, Little Miss Colorado, or number three, America's Royal Miss that she did not win? America's Royal Miss. That's what I was going to say. Both of you are wrong. It is the International Tiny Miss Beauty. She won National Tiny Miss Beauty, but oh, did not go oh, on to compete. That makes more sense. Yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I put the wrong answer first, number one, because everyone assumes the yes. Everyone assumes the first answer is right, and I made it like sound really normal. So there you go. Sneaky, good job. Sorry. 
All right. What was weird about the money amount oh. demanded <laughs> in the ransom note? So the amount in the ransom note that was requested was the exact amount that was in the uh, Ramsey's account. No. Or what they owed. No, it was the exact amount of like his Christmas bonus or something. Yes. Like that. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Yep. How do I remember weird shit like that? I don't know. I thought I had it. God. I was going to let you go. I was like, if she gets this. So that amount being in the ransom note um, led the investigation to focus on anyone that would have known that amount. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, John and his wife, Patsy, and then all of the people at his work, um, which fun fact, I think was called Access Graphics and later became a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin, which is the biggest aerospace company in the world, I believe. Whoa. Yep. Alrighty. How many different people's fingerprints were found on the ransom note? Oh my god, I don't know. Oh. Three? uh, No. No. I'm (laughs) gonna say... Uh, I'm gonna say eight. Cody, did you say one? I said three, and then I said one. Okay, it is one. What? The only set of fingerprints found on the ransom note belonged to Patsy Ramsey. Oh, my God. I thought everybody was tossing that thing around. Almost. Hold on. There's another situation where that happens. Mm. Um, Yeah, because they didn't. Never mind. I'll wait. (laughs) The ransom note was extremely suspicious because it was very long. Two and a half pages long. It was also written on paper and pen found in the Ramsey household, as well as a draft copy was found in the same house where there were lots of mistakes made. So obviously this murderer just had all the fucking time in the world and wasn't (laughs) reacting to any kind of stress stimuli or panic. Uh, Also weird was the amount of demands and exclamation points. Hmm. Investigator said, in my 18 years of practice, I have never seen a ransom note like this. Dang. Love it. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, what fruit was found during the autopsy? Pineapple. It is pineapple. I was going to say that, but I had my thing <laughs> on mute. <laughs> yeah, we're in a game, Cody. You can't mute. I was too late. Um, the parents did not remember feeding or having pineapple available during the day uh, before she was murdered. However, it is present in photographs of the crime scene. So that's a weird Christmas fruit. I just want to put that out there. Well, I don't know. I have like pineapple and Jello and stuff. There was Jello found. There was just pineapple found. Yeah, it was just a bowl (laughs) of pineapple. It's weird that the parents said they don't remember having it in the house. Yeah. Like, does a murderer just bring That's fruit? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> bring, bring your own fruit situation. Did he cut a fucking pineapple before he... Anyway. That's yeah. a question. Uh, okay. Um, ooh, I can't remember what answer I was expecting for this one. <laughs> Ask it anyway. <laughs> um... 
That's okay. So what did the DNA test that was performed in 2006 reveal? So this would be the second set of DNA testing performed. I don't know. So. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I was muted and I didn't think I was. Oh, um, did, did you answer? Um, I said, wasn't there like an unknown male found in one of them? Yes, I'll give you a point for it. So there were actually two sets of unknown males' DNA found on specifically her underwear, but six sets of unknown DNA, question mark, only male, um, in total. And so that raised a lot of questions about, like, is this an intruder thing um, or what, you know, what actually happened but pathologist Michael Baden reported that trace amounts of DNA can get on places and clothing from all different non-conspicuous means, and there is no forensic murder to show this was a stranger murder. Mm. So DNA testing got too good is what I am telling you. <laughs> uh, it did, however, exonerate uh, Patsy and John Bonet of guilt, like direct guilt. Uh, just because their DNA wasn't found. But that leads to my next question. Um, so what did John Ramsey do when he found her body? He ran and, uh, got a neighbor. Nope, the neighbor was there with him. He picked her up, didn't he? Or wrapped her in a blanket? Or she was found in a, I don't know, I'm getting confused. She was found in a white blanket, but he picked her up and carried her upstairs, disturbing the entire crime scene and introducing his DNA into the... So I got half of it. Ew. I'll give you a point. Introducing his DNA is a gross sentence. Are you really keeping score? I am. Aw. You don't have to. Why would you question her? Of course she is. (laughs) Of course she is. She's Sasha. (laughs) There's only victory and failure. (laughs) This is why I have stress. (laughs) Thing. All right. Just um, God. What piece of evidence supports the intruder did it theory? There are several options here. The window screen. The was it the semen? Is that too gross to say? I mean, that's true crime. It happened. <laughs> And that's all I know for now. Maisie, any guesses? Uh, no. <laughs> all right. So I'm not sure I can give it to you because there was no confirmed semen on the site or found during the autopsy or investigation. What there was in her underwear. Mm-mm. It's all evidence of sexual assault, but not okay. actually like a rape or penetration situation. Okay. Gotcha. Um, also, there were there was an unidentified boot print in the room, the basement room where she was found, or cellar thing that she was found in. They were unable to determine the age of that boot print, however. Mm-hmm. Additionally, a door was left unlocked overnight, and two windows were cracked to allow cords out for Christmas lights, which is what I didn't want to bring up earlier, um, <laughs> related mm-hmm. to Christmas, and there was a window broken into the basement. However, uh, crime scene photos show that there is a undisturbed 
uh, spider web in front of the broken window. And uh, there was like no evidence of like any rustled stuff in front of the broken window as well. So, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, no pressure, but this is the last question <laughs> I had prepared. Um, so an individual by the name of John Mark Carr confessed to his murder in 2006. Where was he arrested? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I would guess Denver. That's what I would say. So here's the weird thing. This 41-year-old elementary school teacher was arrested in Bangkok, Thailand? Uh, oh. that's not Denver. Nope. Here's my my other thing, though, and not to color an entire country. Dude, I know that Thailand is beautiful and that the people are good, but I also know that there is a part of Thailand that is very lawless human that trafficking. is used for human trafficking, especially underage human trafficking and drug use. So, uh, I'm just wondering if this 41-year-old elementary school teacher was there for something unsavory uh, and then got caught and like then went psycho with this confession. There's like not a lot of details that I found in the 30 minutes I investigated this um, <laughs> that researched, researched this that describe what he was doing there or why he was in Thailand. But I just thought that was fucking weird. That's that very is. weird. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Wikipedia. <laughs> um, so Cody got five, Maisie got three, and yeah. I stumped you guys four times. You sure did. Those are good ones. Thank you. Good I job, Cody. Because like whenever I listen to cases, like I get into them, like especially like what the, like the Scott Peterson is that his name? Mm-hmm. Like That's I the watch them, but mm-hmm. then I they're so traumatic that I like instantly forget everything but i did listen to this one on jomini ramsey that was like had a lot of conspiracies in it and explain like <sighs> weird shit about her family and it just kind of stuck with me oh it's insane um so i didn't know so my favorite theory and the one i thought was most accurate was that like something happened between the brother and the sister christmas day Mm-hmm. he threw something heavy at her in like a fight and ended up like she wasn't going to come back from that damage uh, and so the parents like took care of it right. um, but what about the sexual assault thing so I think that might have been what triggered the fight I think so that's my theory but I didn't know that the, the big brother did it theory uh, was something pretty recent like 2010 kind of recent with Dr. Phil was it Dr. Phil? Yeah. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there will... were many defamation cases uh, put together after that. Oh, I uh, bet. Dr. Phil did the whole, like, we're going to do the walk and talk, you know? Mm. And the trailer was uh, pretty convincing, but then the actual special gave us nothing. Mm. Much like all of Dr. Phil. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the one where he did with Sinead O'Connor. Oh. Interesting. And her life. That girl's been through some shit. Maybe I'll do one on her sometime. Hmm. 
She's like my one of my favorite 80s stars. <laughs> Musicians. I, things I learned. Stars. Another weird thing, I think, is that the way the body was taken care of after the murder, like the fact that it's like covered up and stuff. I don't know. Moved. <laughs> well, the moved was... The dad. Either a bad, like, emotional response or, like, a calculated move to cover up his own involvement. But, hey, who knows? Ooh, weird. And then I also, I guess I just, like, tuned out of true crime during the late 2000s, where, or 2010s, where they, like, the intruder theory became, like, the famous favorite one and, like... Even the DA was pushing for that. So, yeah, so I didn't have TV or internet from the time I moved down here in 2002 until me and my husband got our own house and got direct TV in 2006. So I was missing like four good years of oh yeah TV and like because I always watch 2020s and 48 Hours and Datelines and things and like weird documentaries. And then when I got TV again in 2006, I was like, oh, this is great. I gotta catch up. <laughs> Love it. Then you missed the fact that a man by the name of Gary Howard Olivia was identified as a prime suspect in October of 2002, uh, who was a registered sex offender. And in 2016, after 48 Hours called it, uh, was arrested for two counts of attempted sexual exploitation of a child and one count of actual sexual exploitation of a child. Dude. 48 hours knows it's shit, man. It does. But yeah, no. The media went insane with this whole pageant mom thing. uh, And it was definitely a story for the ages. It's weird that like... I mean, as a mother, I have a hard time flaunting my child. I don't want my child out. I mean, I have a boy. I don't have a girl. I can't imagine dressing my child up in not risque, but non-child clothing and putting her in front of people. Um, it's something I personally would never do, but that's a different lifestyle than the one I have. I'm not a person that wants attention either. Um, so, you know, you do you and do whatever you like. Um, but I, I don't even have my kid on social media. I think I have a couple videos of when he was younger before I got really paranoid and a couple baby pictures. Um, yeah. This was the, like, these were the years that, you, like, the internet was up and coming. Yeah. Um, so 2006, I'm sorry, 1996 is when she died. Yeah, I guess if you were in 1996 and you were throwing your kid in pageants, you wouldn't predict the onslaught of the internet and everybody in the world seeing pictures of your kid, especially right. not knowing that she was going to be murdered and her picture was going to be plastered everywhere. Yeah. So, so I guess, yeah, that's very, very, very good point. Different world in 96 than today. Yeah. So 1998 was the, like, household boom of the internet, like, 97, 98. Yeah. And so 96, there's, like, the the speculation there is that, like, the early use of the internet was very negative and very seedy and shady. It Um, wasn't. I I always had internet growing up because my aunt worked for – my aunt worked for a company in Washington, D.C. called Abacus. And she knew DOS, which was the mm-hmm. first 
Um, oh, yeah. The first coding language. Yeah. One of the first. And so she had a job and she knew DOS, like the back of her hand. And she kept all these computers at like this huge company running. And um, so we always have like she would get deals on like the newest computers and Internet. And so I, I always had like access to that growing up. Um, and now it's just the opposite. I live in BFE and <laughs> <laughs> that's so I, funny. I have it's like you one. only get so many internet credits for your life. Exactly. You all yours. <laughs> <laughs> so in sixth grade, I had, you know, internet, basic internet, nothing to brag about. It was dial up, you know, it was like you heard, right. you heard it calling in. But um, I mean, it was, you had like ICQ and instant messenger and the Yahoo email, but I, I don't I mean I remember being like in eighth grade and having I was at a friend's house and this guy was like can I see your boobs and we like freaked out because we just thought that was so weird in eighth grade for like some person over the internet to ask us to see and we didn't have like a webcam oh. or anything you know but we what were like did we you? learn <laughs> <laughs> really oh. freaked out about it um so that was about that was like the most dangerous parts of it back then was like but you probably weren't trolling forums for like child pornography no no but that that's always existed and it always will exist because the amount of sickos in the world is disgusting so it's a lot so many sickos on that note what do we like i said i like poshmark yes we gave a whole unsolicited ad (laughs) indie pop thanks for listening, you know what? We're just done. You know <laughs> what? <laughs> it's weird now. You like jeans. I like Depop. Cody likes Poshmark. Great, love it. I'm Thanks stop for recording. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I don't know why I do that. I didn't take a drink of anything. I lied to you. <sighs>